good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Welcome back or welcome to Fun on Weekdays. This episode is sponsored by one of my favorite activewear brands, SheFit. I have been running around like crazy lately, whether it's traveling, moving into a new apartment, working out. SheFit has got me covered with leggings, shorts, tank tops, sports bras, literally anything you need. So cute, affordable, and really, really great quality. I always struggle trying to find leggings that don't pill. I can confirm that SheFit leggings do not pill. If you want to match me, you can check out my favorite styles at shefit.com forward slash Jenna. This is a really exciting episode for me because not only is it my first solo episode that I've done in a little bit of, in a little while, I've been super busy these past few weeks, um, but it's also my last episode that I'm ever going to record in my current apartment, which is just so mind boggling. I've been living here for 15 months now and I'm moving out actually tomorrow. So this is the last time you're ever gonna see me sitting in this apartment. Um, I'm still gonna be living downtown Austin. Really, really excited. I'm moving into a one bedroom and I plan to share all of those details with y'all once I get moved in and settled. Probably do an entire episode about moving. Um, but for today's episode, I wanna talk about something that's really, really relatable to everyone, which is how to have fun when things don't go as planned. We have all been there whether you are planning a birthday party, a work trip, maybe your schedule for the work week, um, maybe you're going on vacation, a bachelorette party, or a holiday, um, and you planned everything to a T, it's perfectly meticulously set, and then you get to the day of, and things just all fall through. And then it ruins all of your plans, you're so frustrated, you're so stressed out, and it's so easy to get to get consumed by all of those feelings and emotions that you forget to be able to have fun. So I'm gonna tell y'all all about my week in New York City because if there is one experience to use as an example, it is exactly that. So we're gonna start back a few weeks ago, about a month ago, I was planning my trip to New York City. So ever since I took Fun on Weekdays full time, it's been one of my top priorities to make sure that I'm bringing on guests that y'all wanna hear from trying to put out content that y'all want to hear. And so during my time in New York City, yes, I was planning to go to Fashion Week events and like do fun things and see friends, but my main priority was to make sure that I got episodes recorded so that I didn't fall behind on my recording schedule. Um, so with that being said, one of my main things that I was looking for when being in New York is obviously the fact that I don't have a recording studio. So when I was looking for a hotel, it was really important to find a space that either had like a suite that I could record in, or they had a conference space or somewhere that I could rent out so I could have guests come in. Because obviously it's not ideal to have a guest come and sit on your hotel bed. <laughs> and if you watched my last two episodes, you know that's exactly what I ended up doing. Um, so this is gonna start the entire story of my hotel fiasco. If y'all follow me on Instagram or TikTok, I kind of walked you through exactly what happened, but this is the epitome of things not going as planned. So, like I said, I was trying to find a hotel that was reasonably priced because mind you, like, I don't just have a shit ton of money laying around that I want to throw at a thousand dollar hotel per night. Like, I, I'm very frugal with my money. So price was a huge concern of mine, as well as location. Like, I wanted to make sure I was staying in a safe place and a place that I was familiar with in New York City because it is so huge and I was staying there for a night alone. Um, and then also I needed to find a place that was big enough because 
Kennedy and Emily were meeting me the second night that I was there, and then Lily stayed with us for two nights as well. So the entire duration of my stay was five nights um, with four people. I needed a two-bedroom or like a two-bed room, and it had to be affordable that all of us could, you know, pitch in and pay for while also having a space that I could record in. So great news posted about how there's very, very limited availability because it's New York Fashion Week, it's also Met Gala, it's also 9-11. There's just, there's a lot of things going on in the city. So a lot of places were booked and the places that were left, they didn't have availability for the full duration or like I mentioned multiple times, so expensive. Um, so eventually I found a place called the Walker Hotel and they had agreed to give me um, like a media rate of a place to stay. So it was discounted. Obviously, it was, I was still gonna have to pay and the discount really wasn't that much. Um, but it was nice, you know, a little bit of money off. No one's ever gonna, no one's ever gonna complain about that. And in exchange, they wanted me to post about staying in their hotel. They had all these deliverables. Um, and so like putting on all of the posting requirements on top of all the things I had planned wasn't super ideal, but at the end of the day, I was saving money. So I think that I have this hotel all set up. They're gonna give me a space to record. This is perfect. I make all of my plans with my recording podcast guests to come to this hotel. We have a specific room, like lighting, recording, all of that is all figured out, right? Okay, so it's the weekend before going to New York City and I'm flying into New York on Tuesday, the day after Labor Day. So obviously Labor Day, a lot of people don't work. And so all weekend, I'm, I'm basically like blowing these people up. I'm like, hey, just looking for confirmation if I can get like confirmation number, you know, so everything's all set when I check in on Tuesday. Hadn't heard back from them, but also too, I was mindful, you know, people aren't working. Just be patient, Jenna, it's fine. Like it's all gonna work out. Okay, so it's Tuesday morning. I get on my flight uh, at like, my flight I believe was at seven. I woke up at like 4.30 packing my last minute stuff, just making sure, oh my gosh, do I have everything I need for recording? Because everything else, if I forget clothes, maybe I forget extra underwear, you know, you can buy all those things, but like recording stuff, you know. So I'm, I'm almost late to my flight. It's super, super packed at the airport. Just a tip for any of y'all flying out of Austin's airport or probably any airport, get there a little bit earlier because now that people are starting to travel again, gets very congested and missing your flight is one of the worst things that could happen when things don't go your way. So get on my flight, whatever, and sure enough, I end up sitting next to my old internship manager from Sherry Hill. She was in my row. Um, I'm sitting by the window seat, she's sitting in the aisle, and not that our placement matters at all, but just ironic placement. Um, and this kind of comes into play because she ended up helping me a lot with my situation. So we're just sitting, chatting, she's talking about everything, she's getting ready for New York Fashion Week for Sherry Hill, all that, just kind of catching up, and she's like, where are you staying? And I tell her, oh, well, I'm supposed to stay at the Walker Hotel, but I haven't heard back from them. Um, so I just, I guess I'm just gonna kind of like show up, show them my emails and hope that it works out. Just cross my fingers. So we're on the flight and we land. I check my emails again. Sure enough, the moment that I land, I get an email from this hotel saying, so sorry, Jenna, but we're gonna have to cancel your time here because over the weekend we booked it for a traditional guest and like we can't give up the room for a full for a full price paying customer and i'm like 
what the fuck do I do? Are you serious? Are you serious? And I was just so overwhelmed because it was like the second that I touched ground at JFK. And so now I'm trying to figure out a taxi or an Uber or train to get into the city. But I'm like, where am I going? Because I'm not even going to go to this hotel anymore. So now I'm frantically opening my phone, trying to find a hotel, texting my sister and Kennedy and Lily about like, guys, bad news, hotel fell through. We need to find a replacement. I'm busy trying to get my bags, trying to get a transportation. Like, can y'all help me out? So that was like the first issue. And I'm remaining calm because I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, this might just end up being a really good story and I'm sure I'll be able to find somewhere to stay. I have a ton of friends that live in New York City. And so yes, I totally could have stayed with them for the night. But the thing was over the past, over the rest of the week, I wouldn't have a place to stay because it would be so rude of me to just ditch my friends and the other people who were coming to meet me. Um, so I was like, we need to find a hotel. Also, I needed to find a hotel for the purpose of recording. And mind you, I was supposed to record an episode that evening at 4 p.m. I got into the city at noon, and so that gave me four hours to try to find a hotel that I could stay at. So I'm in the taxi with Val, the girl who used to work at Sherry Hill, and luckily her and I were able to split that because, you guys, if you're ever flying into JFK, um, I definitely recommend taking the train if you know how to use a subway system. It's a lot cheaper. Ubers and taxis into the city are like, 80 to 90 dollars so be mindful of that if you're ever visiting new york city so we split that um we get into the city she's like maybe there's extra rooms here at our hotel but i looked into it and the issue that we kept running into with the hotels was they didn't have a double bed so there wasn't enough space for all four of us for throughout the week or if there was a double bed they were booked for one or two of the nights during our duration so we would have had to hop around from hotel to hotel or last thing is it was just super expensive. So my sister finds this hotel. Um, oh my gosh, what is it called? The Terrace Hotel maybe? I would have to go back into my like Expedia history and look and see what it was. But online, you know how they put on like the brightness, they turn up the contrast and they show the one really, really great picture of the room, right? So you think that you're getting this great deal. You're like, what, why is it $200 a night? during fashion week, like that's a steal in comparison to everything else you're seeing. So I book it and I'm like, you know what? Erin is so good at planning traveling trips. I'm just going to cross my fingers that this works out and it's a nice place. So I get out of the taxi um, up by Times Square and I couldn't call a taxi. Like all of the taxis were full and I guess I'm just not good at it. I don't know, maybe I should work on that. And then in Uber, I was like, oh my God, I've already spent so much money. I'm going to spend so much money. I'll just walk, you know? It's just a good, um, good workout. Haven't done my cardio for the day. So here I am. I have like a book bag of all my recording stuff. I have a carry-on bag of shoes. And then I have my suitcase that I'm wheeling. And I, I wheeled it for like a mile. Did my workout for the day. I get to this hotel that I booked in the taxi online. And... The lobby looks super nice, right? I'm like, okay, all right, we're feeling pretty hopeful, like things are turning out. And then I get up into the elevator and the elevator itself, I felt like I was literally in the Tower of Terror in Disney World. Like I'm telling you, it, it was terrifying. I just immediately felt the spirits enter my bones. Like this place has to be haunted. It was also by Madison Square Garden, which I don't know if that's like necessarily a good or bad place to stay, but my uncle who lives in New York has always told me like, 
don't stay around there. So that was like maybe one red flag. But anyways, I get up to our floor and I'm turning the corners and I swear every single corner that I turned, the hallway got narrower and narrower. And I'm like, where am I? It literally felt like I was in one of those history, like haunted hotel documentary shows. So finally find our room. It's at the very end of this long, narrow hallway. And the carpet is like greenish teal blue, a ton of stains all over it. The lampshades in the hallway look like they haven't been dusted in probably 200 years. I'm like, oh my God, okay, maybe it's just vintage, you know, maybe it's like actually really cool and vintage and antique, trying to be hopeful. Open the door to this hotel and the first thing that I see are splatters all over the lampshade. And like, I don't know how to describe this, but have you ever walked into a room where everything just looks and feels crooked? Like the mirror on the wall, crooked. The bed, not flat up against the wall. The sheets, hanging off the bed. Like everything was just so off. It looked so dismantled in there. And I'm looking at like the, um, the bed skirt. It literally looks like there were boogers smeared on the bed skirt. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. Like, could I stay here for a week? Probably, I could, I could definitely, you know, it's fine, it was cheap, whatever. It's disgusting though. Am I probably gonna walk out of here with bed bugs? Yes, most likely. Um, so that was a major concern. But my most, my biggest priority was there is no way in hell that I am having my podcast guests into this room. Like I would not feel comfortable recording in there, let alone having them in there. It was very, very small. And I guess it wasn't really the size that was bothering me. It was just the fact that it was so misadvertised that I was up there for like 20 minutes on the phone. I'm like, you guys, what do I do? Like, we can't stay here. We, we can't do it. Like, is that me being high maintenance? Probably, we could have stuck it out. But I was like, you know what? Oh my God, if we can figure something else out, like obviously I'm going to do that. So I eventually get the courage to go down to the concierge and I'm like, she was so sweet, first of all. Like if you ever have an issue with hotel service, I feel like the people at the front desk are usually pretty understanding. Um, she also knew that I was traveling alone, so maybe she just felt bad for me. But I go down there like 20 minutes later, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, but we cannot stay here. Like, it it's nothing against you, but I told her the situation about how I had to record and stuff, and they didn't have a room for me either. They didn't have like any conference rooms. So eventually she's like, okay, no problem. Like, we'll fully refund you. You're just going to have to re reach out to Expedia because that's who I booked it through to get the refund from them. Uh, disclaimer, I still haven't gotten the refund from them because I keep forgetting to file for that. So I probably should do that, make a mental note to do that after I record this. But so moral of the story is the hotel didn't go as planned the first time. So I tried to find a backup. That also didn't go as planned. But instead of like just being miserable throughout the week, it's really important to speak up about things that you're not happy about and ask for, you know, like help with it. Um, I remind myself of this every time I go to the nail salon and I effing hate my nails because if you follow me, you know that every time I go there, I get something that I hate and then I'm always too scared to say anything. And then instead of just putting myself out there and being like, hey, actually, do you mind reviewing this? I sulk about it for weeks. So I was like, okay, in this situation, nails versus sleeping in a grimy bed, Eh, I guess I'm going to ask for a refund. 
So I get the refund, and then at that point, I'm just kind of traveling around the streets, you know, walking with all my luggage, find a coffee shop, I'm sitting there. Mind you, my phone is about to die, it's on 10%. And I'm like, oh, great, great. So I don't have a hotel, time is ticking. Um, it's about like three o'clock at this point. Um, and I'm supposed to do that recording at four. So news, I guess like, what's the word, spoiler, I don't end up doing that recording, which I was really upset about because then that set the tone for the rest of the week because I wasn't able to, you know, be on top of my schedule. So what ended up happening was I posted on Instagram about how I was having all these issues with hotels and everything. I was able to get in contact with my big from my sorority who lives in uh, New York City. I took my luggage to her place and then because I had a lot of errands to run to when I got to New York, like I had to go pick up packages, I had to pick up stuff that I needed while I was there. Um, and so I left my luggage in her place and then I took an Uber, took the subway, whatever, to go get stuff that I needed to do for content for the week. And then in the meantime, a girl that follows me um, reached out to me and she's like, hey, I have a connection to the James New York City Nomad. Um, it's pretty central in New York, like great place. We'll hook you up with a suite. We'll give you like a little bit of a discounted rate. Keep in mind, it was still like $1,300 a week, but it was pretty affordable in consider consideration of the other options. So she was so sweet, helped me through the entire thing. I ended up having like a big enough room that we could makeshift record. As you saw in the episode with Danielle, we sat on the hotel beds. The episode with Lewis, we put up like a chair and a little sofa and it was fine. You know what? It all worked out at the end of the day, ended up being a great location. Everybody was able to afford it for the week. We all had plenty of space and it was just a reminder that like, okay, this week didn't necessarily start off on the best foot. I'm definitely behind schedule, but the only thing that's going to make the week worse is if I wake up tomorrow and I carry that grudge over to the next day. Also another thing was I was posting about this entire experience that I was going through. So a lot of people were being so helpful throughout the whole thing. But I also had a lot of people being like, oh my God, you're being so entitled and blah, 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 just because you can't pay, just because you're not getting a free hotel room. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Because first of all, it was never gonna be free. But second of all, put yourself in a situation where you're traveling to a city, you have everything laid out and then you get there and it all falls through and you're not familiar with the area, you know, you don't have a whole lot of options, you don't have a lot of resources, and you're just stressed out and it's overwhelming. You're allowed to be upset and to have a moment of just like being consumed by that. You're allowed. And if any of your friends or anybody around you is invalidating your feelings, then you should not be surrounding yourself with those types of people because it doesn't matter how big your problem or your issue is that you're going through. If the people around you are making you feel like it doesn't matter and you don't have the right to be upset about it, then they're not good people to surround yourself with. It doesn't matter how big your problem is. It's your problem. You're allowed to be upset. So I wanted to quickly say that. Um, so that's the first thing that happened. A lot of people really wanted to know about the hotel situation. Um, I do recommend staying at the James New York City Nomad. It was a great location. The hotel was super nice, very clean and we had plenty of space. Uh, the, the bathroom was huge. It was really, really, really nice, and I'm so grateful that it all ended up working out. Um, so then the rest of the week goes on, you know, and there's plenty of other situations that don't go as planned. So the next one that I think is really funny is we're going to New York Fashion Week for Sherry Hill's show. 
and we are getting dressed by Sherry Hill. So Kennedy and I have to go pick up dresses from like their showroom at the Plaza Hotel where they had everything at. So we're trying them on, but Erin's not in town yet. So she's not there to be able to try anything on to see what she actually likes. So basically I'm picking a dress for her based off of just sending her pictures and videos. And we have a very similar like frame and build, but obviously things fit people differently. So the dress that I get her ends up being this burgundy one. She looked phenomenal. Like she looked incredible. Um, and then we ended up getting shoes from Steve Madden. Oh my God. I cannot thank Steve Madden enough. Like genuinely one of my favorite brands I've worked with and meeting the people that I work with in person, going to lunch and just getting to know them as like an actual person, not behind an email. So amazing. I can't thank them enough for this week. Um, so we ended up all getting shoes from Steve Madden for the night. And it comes to be the day of the event and Aaron's like, oh my God, I can't walk in these shoes. Like, I also don't really love how I look. Like, eh, this isn't what I would have picked. So at the end of the show, you guys, I posted a video of this. You have to go and watch it. Aaron and I could not walk. Like literally could not walk in these heels because our feet were just burning. The night before I had gone to a Bumble event and I was wearing like these super big, like over the knee heeled boots and my feet just like I know y'all know that feeling when it's on fire and it just burns and every single step you take is like walking on freaking Legos so here we are in the Plaza Hotel one of the most iconic beautiful hotels high class in the city and me and Erin are like waddling and we're just so miserable and kind of had to remind ourselves like we're so lucky to be here right now and we're complaining about how uncomfortable we are yet thousands of people would love to be in our position like we're being ungrateful we need to just make the most of the situation so what did we do we took off our shoes yes it's disgusting yes it's so dirty but we took off our shoes and we walked in new york city lily and kennedy got hot dogs in the park after the show and we just sat and we're like you know what we got to go back change into something comfortable and make the most out of the night so after that, Erin is on a mission. She's like, I have to kiss some boys here. Like, if I leave New York City without kissing a finance bro, it just wasn't a successful trip. So <laughs> me and Erin convinced Kennedy to come out with us. Lily's leaving that night, unfortunately. And we decided to meet up with some girls that we had met at the Bumble event the night before. And we're all dressed up super cute, whatever. And we're supposed to go to this place that has pizza that Erin found online. We get to it and it's like a Japanese fusion type, or no, no, sorry, it's, it's Korean fusion type food. And the pizza that she saw in the picture was actually this like cornbread, it was a cornbread pancake cheese. I don't know how to describe it, but we get to this place and we're like, wait, this is not, this is not what we expected at all. So we sit down like, you know what, let's just try it, try a different food. Worst case scenario, it doesn't taste that great and we get 99 cent street pizza, whatever. We get a cocktail in us, we forget about that and we just, we have a great time at this place. We ended up going to Murray Hill after to meet these girls and as we're walking down the street, like Kennedy's getting stopped and recognized a lot and just after so much um, socialization for the day, like I was just so mentally drained and one of my biggest things is if anybody were to ever meet me in person, I would absolutely hate nothing more for me to be in a bad mood and then for somebody to be like, oh yeah, I met Jenna Palak and she's the biggest bitch ever. 
because I'm not like 100% there. And so throughout the night, I was just like getting more and more out of it. And we ended up going to this karaoke bar and it came a point where I was like, you know what, like I need to just go home. Like I know this isn't what we had planned for the night, but if I stay out and I just continue to mentally drain myself, tomorrow is going to be a day of hell. So I need to just take a step away, focus on myself for a minute, be in silence. And so I ended up walking home. I was safe, you guys. Um, I ended up walking home. Aaron and Kennedy stayed out. They had a great night, met friends, you know, made their own memories together. And like, that's not what I had planned for the night by any means, but it's really important to remember that you can always remove yourself from a situation that you don't want to be in if it's like mentally draining you. Because if you put force yourself to be in that situation, it's only going to carry over into the next day and it's going to kind of just like ruin your mentality and just spread yourself too thin. So I went home, got a good night's sleep. When things don't go as planned and you get a little bit stressed out, it's always great to blow off some steam with a good workout. I am fully convinced that you work out so much harder and you feel so much more confident when you're wearing a cute workout outfit at the gym. After a very long eventful week in New York City, I was in need of a good sweat sesh, so I put on my SheFit sports bra and went to the gym. I've said it before, I'll say it again, SheFit is one of my favorite activewear brands. You may have heard or seen them on TikTok before, they've gone viral so many times, but if not, I am here to tell you all about it. So they have four different impact levels, ranging from high intensity workouts to just lounging around in your apartment. They clip, zip, cinch, and lift. Wow, that's a lot of words. <laughs> These sports bras, you guys, you have to look them up. You can check out my favorite styles at shefit.com forward slash Jenna. I don't even have big boobs, but I know how annoying it can be to work out with unsupportive sports bras. So for all of my bigger chested girls out there too, these sports bras have got you covered. They are so supportive. I've posted some TikToks with try-on hauls if you want to see what some of my favorite styles look like on. Check them out online. Like I said, shefit.com forward slash Jenna. You will not regret it, you guys. Okay, next day is Saturday, and I was really, really excited for Saturday because it was the only day that we didn't have any plans to go to events, to do any recordings. It was really just my day to enjoy New York City, and I was set on doing exactly that. So I met up with some friends from college um, in the Lower East Side for brunch, and I was having a great time catching up with them and just, like, you know, talking about what we've all been doing and just seeing friends that you haven't seen in a long time is really exciting um i don't know i was just really really enjoying my time in a great mood felt really really refreshed and then as i was sitting at lunch i was getting messages that were like not necessarily nice messages and i try to do a really good job of not letting people's opinions and things that they say get under my skin but for whatever reason just after such a long week of so much going on like those messages really, really hurt me. And I found myself shutting down in conversation around these people. And I'm like, the, the one thing that I hate to do when I'm hanging out with people is not be present. And so if you're not mentally present, you can't enjoy your time around your friends because you're not actually listening. You're not actually having, you know, real genuine conversations if you're not fully there. So I think in that situation, I realized that I needed to just go home and refresh again for a second day in a row. And that's exactly what I did. I left lunch, Aaron and Kennedy went and shopped together. They enjoyed their afternoon. 
And I just went to the hotel. I called my friend, talked through everything, and I just reminded myself, you know what? People's words shouldn't have so much of an effect on me. And when I let their words get the best of me, like, they're winning. So I just needed some time, you know, to myself again. Um, And that night I was actually supposed to record an episode with my friend Emily Duggar that I went to high school with. And we were supposed to record it in the morning, but then that got pushed back. um, And then we were going to do it in the afternoon, but then I went to brunch. And then it just kept getting pushed back and back and back. And eventually I was like, you know what, why don't I come to Brooklyn tonight? We'll record it at your new apartment. She had just moved there. I'll bring all my recording stuff. And then if we want to go out at night after, we can. My sister Erin really, really, really wanted to do a night in the East Village or like Lower East Side and just go around to different bars, do a little bar crawl. And so that was really my only plan for the night. So I'm like, cool, take the subway over there, get to Emily's apartment. We're all set up to record only for me to realize that I had forgotten the battery to my camera. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what are the odds? So in that moment, we made the best of the situation that we could. We borrowed um, my little, who is also Emily's new roommate, Mara. She had a camera, we borrowed hers, we started recording. Halfway through, camera dies. And we're kind of on a time crunch, right? Because we're supposed to be going out that night. And we're like, okay, I guess in the meantime, let's record on my phone. So we're just makeshift recording this episode, and then we're drinking some wine, pre-gaming, getting ready to go out, whatever. And looking back, that episode, you guys, you're never going to see the light of day because you deserve so much more. It was so makeshift. And now looking back, I'm like, ah, we put so much stress on trying to make it work. But like, sometimes trying to make things work in the moment isn't as important as taking the time to do it the right way. So my episode with Emily will be coming out relatively soon. She's going to be coming to Austin. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Just know that the episode we re-record will be so much better than you could have ever gotten in her bedroom in Brooklyn. Um, But just another example of something that didn't go as planned. So amidst all of that, we are making plans to meet up with my sister and then some of our other friends in East Village to go out. And we take the train over, whatever, we get to the bar and... As we're going out, we got to the first bar, super, super packed. I mean, it was a fun time, but like, I guess I don't really like going out in very crammed places. You feel like a literal sardine. And when people are dancing and they're getting their sweat all over you, it's like, ugh, like, ugh, I don't like that. I don't know if it's me maturing or what, but it's not that fun to me anymore. I'd much rather go and like enjoy a glass of wine, get like a good cocktail rather than a shitty vodka tequila, or no, sorry, <laughs> that would be bad. A shitty tequila soda with a splash of lime that every time I drink it, I like wince because I actually hate the taste. But what am I gonna do? Ask for like a Cosmo martini at, in this packed bar with everyone jumping and dancing? Like, no. So after we leave that bar, we're gonna go to another place. And on the way, we're passing this bodega, which let me just say that I never knew what a bodega actually was. I've heard it in that song and I guess I just never really knew what it actually was, but apparently in New York City, a bodega is one of those like little convenience, like markets on the corner and they have flowers outside. So we're walking by, Emily is determined to get like a really good Instagram picture with these flowers, as she should. So I'm behind her being her personal paparazzi. She's 
you know, posing with the flowers and everything. And at one point, and I have it in live, in one point she's like kind of leaning back, but then she like leans too far and she falls into the flowers. And so me being like the proactive paparazzi I am, I'm snapping the pics because, you know, the live photos, got to take every opportunity. So they're all candid pictures of her, like she's laying in the flowers and then she's like getting up out of the flowers. And so we're like, oh my God, shoot, did we ruin anything? We're looking at the flowers, inspecting them, all good. Thank God we didn't ruin anything. And we're walking away, going to the next bar. Next thing we know, this guy is chasing us down, yelling at us. He's like, you ruined my flowers. You have to buy this whole bed of flowers. And the bouquets were like $35 each. And he wanted us to buy like, like four bouquets of flowers, which first of all, like we're not going to take these bouquets of flowers to go to the bar. Second of all, we didn't damage a single one. Like she fell on it for like half a second. There was one rose that was maybe just a little bit bent just a little bit and Emily's like, okay, I'll, I'll buy this flower right here. Like this is the only one that's damaged. Everything else is perfectly fine. And he's like, no, 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 you're gonna pay for what you destroyed. He calls 911. Mind you, I, I just feel like 911 in New York City, there's so much crime going on constantly that like flowers from a bodega on a Saturday night would not be like a high priority 911 phone call. But we're just starting to walk away, and I'm like, oh, my God, what did I just get myself involved in here? Like, I know that I'm not an accomplice to this crime. Like, this is the last thing that I need. God forbid I end up in New York City jail with a mugshot, and people Google my name, and it's the first thing that pops up. God, at least I looked good that night. I, at least it would have been a good picture. But <laughs> we're, like, walking down the street. He's on 911, and he's, like, chasing us. We, we, go, we walk probably four blocks and we get into this little dive bar we're like okay let's get in here we're gonna hide in here we go into the basement and the bartender is like what's going on like are you girls okay and we're down there like literally this guy is following us and threatening us because we won't pay for these flowers that we didn't ruin meanwhile he's telling the cops that we ripped the flowers petals off of all of his flowers and we threw stuff around on his property and we're like that's not what happened at all. Check the cameras. So we think to ourselves, we're like, wait a second. Why are we hiding in the basement bathroom of this bar? We look so guilty. We come up from out there. There's literally four cop cars on the street with their lights and sirens off. And the cops are like, we need to see you to Emily. And I'm just sitting at the bar like, oh my God, I guess I'll have a drink. Like, <laughs> what else am I going to do in this situation? So I'm looking through my photos, I'm watching the lives, and I'm like, did she actually destroy anything? And she didn't. And we have all the footage of it. So she's talking to the cops, whatever, she comes back in, she takes my phone to take it out to the police. And the police are then like, are you joking me? Like, this is what you called us for? She is completely innocent. This was so out of line for you. And like, they were then mad at the guy of the owner who had called the cops on her initially. And so... I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just a funny story, but Erin's sitting there like very frustrated because it's her last night in New York City. She had plans that she wanted to go out in the East Village. And I get that like our plans to go and meet up with guys and stuff were ruined. But in my opinion, like this is one of my absolute favorite memories of the trip was just this really, really random moment that happened with my friends because I was spending it with people that I genuinely care about. And I'll look back on this trip now and be like, I just love that I got to spend time with my friends, regardless of if it was in this scenario or like in a bar that we were supposed to go to. Time with my friends, 
that I don't get to see often, I like genuinely appreciate that. And I liked just hanging out with them more than I enjoyed going to like these fancy events or meeting these influencers or going to like VIP things. Like that to me, I felt so out of place. And while that was my plan for the week, what actually ended up happening because everything had fallen through ended up being so much more fun than the original thing that I was supposed to do. All right, so now that I've told you guys my entire story about being in New York City, um, just some, a few key pointers to take away from this episode. So, of course, we've all been in a situation where you plan something. Think about New Year's Eve every single year. I always expect it to be like this grand day, like it's always gonna be the best day of the year. And every time that you build up these expectations that are so high, it's always going to be so hard to reach those expectations. And then you end up being disappointed because it doesn't live up to it. And instead of building those expectations so high, I think it's important to remind ourselves that there are only so many things in our lives that you can plan. And a lot of those best memories that come from our lives are the ones that are unplanned. I think a lot of times like there's maybe 40% planning and 60% fate in what's actually supposed to happen. And the universe has its own way of making that happen for you. So whether you are planning events on a weekday or a weekend, it's so important to just remember to have fun and live in the moment and not get so consumed by like the stress. And when you are stressed, when things don't go your way, take time away for yourself to revisit like yourself, take a moment, take a deep breath, realize that like there are so many horrible things that, that could happen. And in the grand scheme of things, this is just one minor setback that might end up leading to even greater opportunities. Also to remind yourself to, to keep yourself surrounded by people who do not invalidate your feelings. When things don't go your way and you're upset, surround yourself with people who can empathize for you. They may not be able to actually understand how you feel, but sympathizing and empathizing for you is so important. And remind yourself too, when your friend is going through something and they're struggling, be that friend that is there for them, will be their listening ear to let them vent to let them get out all of those feelings and emotions because if you're ever in that situation, you're gonna want the exact same from them. And then just the final thing is to remember, life is so short, no day is guaranteed. I talk about this a lot when I first started this podcast. Like the entire idea of fun on weekdays was just the idea that live every single day as a new adventure. And whether that adventure is something that you had planned for months and months to do, or it's something that came up spur of the moment, Take advantage of that moment and just realize that the worst case scenario is it can end up being a great story. I mean, New York definitely didn't go as planned, but now here I am, I get to share my entire story with you. And not only can I laugh about it now, but I can think in retrospect, like all of those things that didn't go as planned actually ended up going better than planned because I ended up having a better time than I originally kind of intended to. Um, so that is my takeaway for this episode is to remind yourself life does not have to be that serious um, and you can make the most out of every moment, even if it's not something you had expected. So you know that I end every single episode with telling y'all something fun to do for the week, something that I did that made me feel a lot better because to be completely honest with you, I've been going through a lot lately. I've been feeling kind of low about myself. Just I haven't felt 100% Jenna. And I think a lot of that is just, you know, moving faster than I can handle. And I don't know, sometimes I let that 
kind of make me lose sight of my confidence and like my own security and my self-consciousness. So something that I did this past week was I bought myself flowers because we don't need no man to buy us flowers, okay? Or we don't need a girl to buy us flowers. Vice versa, it doesn't matter who's buying who flowers, but the only person that needs to buy yourself flowers is yourself. And go set up a tripod or go somewhere, have your roommate take your picture, have your friend, your mom, someone take your picture or you take your own picture. That's what I did. And just dress up, look cute, buy yourself flowers and pamper yourself a little bit because we all deserve it. We all deserve to make ourselves feel good about ourselves, feel cute, feel pretty, take that bomb picture, put it on Instagram, make him check your stories, make him comment. And yeah, that's, that's my suggestion of what to do this week. It's a little calm or you know what? Don't even, you don't even have to buy flowers. You can go pick them. I mean, it might be like weeds or dandelions, but still be kind of cute. But that is my episode for this week. My next episode will be in my brand new apartment. I'm so excited to share it with y'all. I am about to start packing up the rest of my apartment after I finish recording this. So I'll talk to y'all next week when I'm in my new place. See ya.